All right, welcome back to the Play More podcast. I'm Jay, I'm your host. I'm uh, here with Played Again Sports in Kennesaw. And uh, I've got a, a longtime buddy sitting in with me today. I'm, I'm super excited to sit with him. If you've been in the uh, fitness industry in the last 30 years, you've run into this guy, John Grove, local Atlanta uh, fitness kind of icon a little bit. Uh, how you doing, bud? Doing great, Jay. Thanks for having me here today. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep it casual again, and uh, we're going to just uh, kind of get into a little bit of, uh, you know, the history of, of uh, fitness equipment and um, talk about products, talk about trends, talk about some of the businesses in town, some of the, you know, shenanigans and things we've run, run into along the way. And uh, so, yeah, man, uh, welcome to the world headquarters of the Playmore podcast. I'm excited. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, so John, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. You, where, where do you work? I work with a company called Premier Fitness Source. It's a store. It has uh, three three retail stores in Atlanta. It's a chain, uh, specialty fitness. I don't know if you uh, specialty fitness is defined, you know, uh, usually defined as uh, usually higher end, almost like commercial grade equipment for your home. We carry all the typical residential but typical you know treadmills ellipticals bikes weight machines free weight stuff stuff like that so done this for a lot of years so who's your typical customer over there well you know it's kind of everybody but you got you got to figure that people who are going to come in that store because uh, we you know most stuff is a little higher higher ticket items and where are you located it's in Buckhead on far road next to the atlanta fish market okay but, you get um, that for lunch or dinner sometimes <laughs> well it's definitely a good landmark it's got about a two-story metal fish in front of it. it's a good way to get way to get people to the store you know <laughs> but um but yeah you know the customers that come in there are usually looking looking for something better uh come in oftentimes as a destination they've done some research they've been online doing their homework and they want to come see certain brands maybe they know something from the gym pre-core life fitness or something and they want to see those products so they they seek out where to find them and premier fitness sources is the the dealer for pre-core brand that's our big our big brand a big anchor brand yeah, I mean that's that's the big name in the in the industry, one of them for sure. Yeah, so so you know it's 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 there's there's all different levels of, of equipment as 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 you know more than anybody, but mm. uh, but people that come in, you know, we got people that are you know wanting something better, maybe something a little more durable. Uh, you know, we, we're real service oriented, you know, so you got you got a service department and uh, people people want the comfort of knowing that if, if something was to fail. Uh, which is far less likely on higher end equipment, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, that's true. The but, better quality um, is less likely to have an issue. But you know, so so we you know we, we're kind of like the full service. I tell people, hey, if there's if there's the first problem, you know, we're not going to give you a one eight hundred number. We're not going to give you a, a website and hang the phone up. We're gonna you know you're gonna call me by name. You know, John, come. You know, my treadmill's making a noise. We're gonna we're gonna get on it right away. So that's kind of the difference between I think sometimes specialty fitness, a little more of a boutique style, personalized experience that you might get than you might get at your. Well, then you absolutely get on the internet, or or then you get from a, a big box retailer, you know. So speaking of, of big box retailers, that's where you got your start, right, in the fitness industry. Yeah, I, I barely remember it anymore, but Sports Town was in town. I I couldn't think of the name of it on the way in this morning. I was like, what Sports something? What's funny? I was I was thinking about that this morning, and I think that uh, that was about twenty seven years ago, if I do the math right. And you've been in business for how many years? Twenty five this year. So. I had to have met you right at the very beginning of my of my. Uh, we kind of started this at the same time, really. You know, 
So did um, you did you, were you still working at, at Sportstown when you stumbled on on us a couple years in? No, I don't think so. So my my, my, my Sportstown experience was probably a good experience looking back because we sold. I got a chance to sell a little bit lower grade equipment, and I got to deal with a little different kind of product lines. Uh, but as you know, that many years ago, DP was the big brand. Yeah. And that was our big brand. So, you know, DP is good stuff. And you've had DP here. Oh, yeah. And uh, though they've been out of business for many years, DP was fairly durable for a reasonable price. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I got to know those brands, BMI, weightlifting equipment was pretty good, uh, big at the time. But I got to experience some, uh, the difference in that level of equipment. So as I moved into Atlantic Fitness, which was in 1993. So Atlantic Fitness, really right down the road from you, yeah, it was I, almost the same year you started. I think. At the entrance to the to the mall there. Because did you you started business what year? Uh, Ninety four. Right. So, so 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 I probably was working at Atlantic Fitness, at almost the exact same time, right down the road as you were starting your your business here. You know? had, had you heard of played again sports before? No, I had not. I had not heard of the chain, but uh, but you know it's it's a it's a household name these days, of course. But yeah. uh, no, I, I, you know my 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 hobby was always going around on days off just stopping by their fitness equipment stores. It was just kind of fun to me to see it was, I mean, I was living and breathing fitness equipment. I mean, that's to yeah. me, that was like a sponge. I couldn't get enough information. So, you know, if I saw a store like Played Against Sports, it was, you know, you always had interesting stuff. It, it still do it. Some little uh, hidden secrets hiding in the back yeah. uh, that I would find that uh, sometimes maybe they weren't even as appreciated, like some of the old Airdyne bikes and <laughs> yeah. the Schwinn those Schwinn DX900 uh, stationary yeah. bikes. Yeah, they look like they look like something you'd see in a, you know, as an antique. But they're very they're, they're very nice products. You know, actually better quality so, than the stuff you're getting the same price range. It, it, these it, days, it's yeah. amazing what you can get for you know you come in here and you see that for a hundred bucks or something, and uh, it's it's a bike that was six seven hundred dollars twenty something years ago. You know? Yeah, and they're virtually unused sometimes. So, so yeah, I was always intrigued by that kind of stuff, uh, and, and that's I'm sure that's how I discovered played again. Yeah. Um, so, what other fitness stores were in town? No, when I was a, when, I, when I was a little kid, long before Sportstown, I remember next to Longhorn down there in that shopping center where Longhorn used to be. Wait, um, where, where? Where Longhorn Steaks was down there by, uh, uh, be, you know, next yeah, in the by the mall right there's that little strip center where. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you, like in front of the mall, but behind the yeah, front line. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the yeah. next to your back. Yeah. yeah. There was a Carolina fitness at the time. And I remember, I remember being somewhere with my mom when I was probably 13, 14 years old, and I had to go check out Carolina Fitness. And <laughs> it's funny now because when I work in specialty fitness stores, if a little kid comes walking in by themselves, you kind of roll your eyes. You just figure, oh, man, this kid's coming in here, you know, just killing time, you know. Yeah. But here I was, that little kid, yeah. just walking around like a kid in a candy store looking at all the cool equipment and the weights yeah. and everything. So and now you get to that kid, you get to help spark his interest, start so, a, a yeah. lifelong trend, right? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, a, lot, a lot of I realize now from the other side of the fence that even though you do look at that, you know, you see a kid come in and you're kind of wondering how he wandered in your store. It very well could be that he's wanting a weight bench or some weights or, or you know, he's, he's, he's your future customer. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I remember Carolina Fitness was here first, and then, uh, you know, then, then then I worked for Atlantic Fitness, who's one of the big ones. Um, they, what happened they, with Atlantic generally? You know, he's a real successful business, actually, um, and uh, you know, you know, you know this, I think. But uh, you know, most of your of your really long term fitness equipment employees in Atlanta, yeah, I could name ten, you know six to eight guys probably. I could imagine that are still doing it twenty five, thirty years later, and they all started with Atlantic. Yeah, 
Yeah, they mentored us real well. You learned a lot about the equipment, inner workings. I mean, that to me was the most intriguing part is, is understanding what you get for your money and understanding the difference in components and quality. So Atlantic did a really good job at that. Very successful company, relatively small, a lot of commercial sales, a lot of, a lot of gym, gym sales and apartment complexes and hotels and things. But he actually uh, was offered an offer he couldn't refuse and not, not a godfather way. Yeah, not one of those kind of offers like can't refuse. <laughs> but I believe he was offered a substantial amount of money and he was bought by Fitness Resource. Oh, okay. So Fitness yeah. Resource bought him and uh, they liked the idea of coming to Georgia and having uh, already three or four stores and a warehouse and a staff and, you know, stuff like this. So uh, Atlantic became Fitness Resource and, you know, uh, now... I was not working for them then. I was working for Busybody Fitness at that time. Yeah. So I'd already left Atlantic and I was working for Busybody for six, seven, eight years and, and transitioned to Fitness Resource eventually. But again, working for all these different dealers over the years, uh, most of the heavy hitters in town at their, their various eras, you know, you get to sell all the different lines, you get to experience all the different products. And, yeah. You know, and so, so it's, it's nice these days. Um, you know, like when I, again, when I look around, played against sports, and I see all these different brands. I know, I know them all. Whether they're here, whether they exist anymore, or whether they've changed names, been bought or sold. I mean, you know, Trek. You know, Trek exercise bikes, for example, is you know, Vision. Yeah. And you know that Vision has now transitioned into Matrix. But you know, if you see a Trek bike in here, maybe some people might not know what that is. But right. I, you know, you know that hey, a Trek is Vision, and Vision's Matrix, and that's top of the line stuff. So it's good stuff. It's good know? stuff. Yeah. There's so much good product changes over the years. So, you know, you talk about finding us. I remember pretty far back you, you coming, in, coming in here, and I thought maybe you worked at Busybody at the time because very early you, you, you hooked me up with those. Uh, I thought it was from Busybody, right? Yeah, well, it was for sure, yeah. So yeah. when we first opened, um, we had these huge kind of, 80s style early 90s style neon lights and one said home gyms and it showed a guy you know sitting on a home gym working out it was super cool and uh the other one was treadmills i think and it showed a guy you know still have many more no they they, uh, you know those kind of things fail and and several times put money into them over the years i milked them for as long as i could but uh, I was sorry to see him go because it puts a, a cool submarine glow inside the store, you know. And, and they're also cool. pretty expensive. Those Super pretty expensive. expensive. And I could no way I could have afforded that. Uh, or, neon, you neon know, like ever, but especially right after I first opened. Um, so uh, I really appreciated that. That, that was great. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Which is, it's kind of funny, uh, unrelated to our conversation, really. But uh, they re- they remodeled the store that year. That was the Kennesaw store. They remodeled it, and they. They decided to get rid of those neon signs, which again, they were just beautiful signs, and somebody spent a lot of money on them, so it was kind of wasteful. Which sometimes you get these bigger companies. I mean, Busybody was the largest fitness equipment, uh, especially chain in the United States, uh, with 99 stores or something, 97 stores, I think they went up to. So it was kind of wasteful sometimes as, as big companies Hard not tend to, to be. To be. Yeah. But they had another sign in the back that was a big, a big uh, backlit sign that I ended up giving to Stacks Gym up here, oh, the, cool. the, gym, the gym up in Ackworth, and. They ended up taking a, a change in the lens out. It says Stax Gym Pro Shop, and he still has that in his pro shop this very day. Is that right? And that was that exact same uh, remodel that when you got your neon lights. But yeah, uh-huh. but that was busy by that's, and that might have been probably when I met you because if you opened in '94, late '90s, November late, of '94. Okay, and, and I worked at Busybody started in 1995, so so I might I might I might have caught you right after the Atlantic Fitness days. And, yeah, and, maybe. Yeah. What so? Uh, when's the last time you've been a, a 
a fitness show. You know, we don't, we don't, you know, they stopped, they stopped having a residential fitness show. Yeah. You know, so the, uh, the only one I've went to since I've been with Premier Fitness Source, which is since 2012, uh, was in Denver. It might have been the last home show there was. Health and fitness. Which is a kind of funny thing. I was thinking about that as I was coming over here and I was thinking about that particular show. And they had this little booth. It was real small and this one product in it. And they were trying so hard to pick up dealers and, and show this new technology and everybody was laughing about it and I don't know anybody was telling everybody appreciated it but nobody saw a future and it was this thing called Peloton <laughs> really? a, a Peloton exercise bike yeah. who and, would um, need that I don't know who's even heard of that before yeah and uh, so they were they were thinking about branching into specialty fitness stores and so somewhere on the way obviously some investors must have gotten involved and it became a large entity and they've really shaped I, I this totally is a different direction than you were asking about but yeah, here's what I was thinking about what I was thinking about earlier was that they've really reshaped the fitness business for the good or for bad. They've they've now introduced the whole app uh, technology where people feel that they have to have a, a training app or some sort of interactive class, uh, which which again I'm not down on at all. I mean I think that what they've done is they've they've opened the door to the third party apps that you can put on your iPads and things like this, so where a guy can come in here and buy a you know, buy an exercise bike from you, uh, maybe a pre-owned uh, spin bike or something, and, and, and go get an app for 12 bucks a month. Uh, but but a lot of people uh, don't don't realize that part yet. But but the Peloton has opened that whole new door to home exercise, which is now personal training uh, by way of app or by way of the internet. You know. Well, you know, I mean, I uh, that, was, that was the last show I was at, by the way. I yeah no, I mean, I I, uh, I remember going to the back in the Super Show back in the oh, day. Oh hell yeah. And that was a, a big deal, man. I was were, new into the game and awesome. a little bit full of, of myself and what's going on. And, and uh, it's just so excited with all the everything, the new, the big, the wow, the, the booths that were set up. I mean, even the, uh, your entry-level product companies, you know, your icons, or your pro forms and things like big that. Big booths, big booths. Big, giant booths and the guards at the gate and... You know, uh, scantily clad, clad women. You know, d- dancing around there. It was, it was, it was really kind of a, a scene. Yeah, I remember uh, meeting Monica Brandt. Remember Monica Brandt? She's a yeah. fitness competitor. She's a big time fitness model at the time, and she was in one of the booths. Maybe it was one of the brands like Icon or something. Everybody had to see Monica Brandt. She's in all the covers of Muscle and Fitness and everything. But um, yeah, the Super Show was like for for guys like like me and you who who appreciated equipment and appreciated. Uh, Fitness, but also I guess Super Show had sporting sporting good stuff too. Besides fitness, right? Yeah. I I, uh, I never walked into that wing, but uh, oh, but, the, but the fitness equipment stuff wing, was yeah. just uh, I mean it was like you're like a kid in a candy store. You walked in there so excited. It was uh, at least yeah. I was. I was, I, was, I, was too. I was still young enough, and you were still new enough in the industry too that uh, uh, it wasn't like some of these some of these some of these shows. I think I I hear some of these people. They sound like it's a chore. I got to go to the show, you know. Yeah. But to me, it was a uh, real tough drive. Walk around, look at a bunch of cool stuff, yeah. and then have a have a drink and a steak and afterwards yeah, have, <laughs> have, a, have a dinner have, and a you know have a vendor pay for your pay for you a nice <laughs> yeah. meal. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, Keys Fitness took us out to Ruth's Chris, and it was a few thousand dollar bill or whatever, real quick. And and uh, I could see the accountant over there just sweating bullets for Keys, uh, Dick, yeah, well, somebody, well, Dick well, you, or something. You always have those you have those people that just order what they would have ordered anyway. And then you have the guy who orders the, the surf and turf or something. Yeah, right. Because he wants the, uh, the filet combined with a lobster or something. Yeah. A big dessert and, a, and, a, and a, get, some, get some of the martini at the end. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I remember going out with Pacemaster treadmills. They, they would, she, 
she would love to splurge. In fact, her thing was uh, the rep for Pacemaster Treadmills at the time. She wanted to spend. Um, she wanted to spend the most she could possibly spend. She goes, "Don't worry, the tabs on Pacemaster. You just buy. You guys want dinner to go, take home some to the family." Uh-huh. And um, and so I, mean, I remember her, her also Bruce Chris Steakhouse also and I remember like a, well over a two thousand dollar bill for for just us at uh, at Fitness Resource one year. So yeah, which uh, I remember I remember Phil having a martini and somebody else ordered, ordered <laughs> something else and they're they're having after dinner drinks. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But yeah, those are those those are those are fun times. Those are fun we, times. We used to yeah. go down, and I used to buy booths out uh, from different vendors, and oh. uh, and I remember and in all different categories, uh, a lot of a lot of baseball, softball at the time. But uh, I remember renting a truck and uh, driving down there, and I put the wrong kind of gas in the truck. Oh. And this thing is smoking all the way down the highway, and I had to you know pull it over and you know get a new truck it was a real fiasco you know as you, you, you put diesel fuel or something like that in i did yeah like either diesel and regular or regular diesel i don't remember now but uh, there were no signs anywhere and it's really the only thing that that saved me I, and they're like oh no way you know sir and i'm like honestly there's no you know, i looked on the gas cap looked on the, the dashboard and nothing i but. so you're talking about you we're talking about that earlier uh, a couple days ago we we're having that conversation about uh those uh I don't have as many stories about things. I, I, I hear those stories over the years. Old school, own your own business like you did from from scratch and just work, you know, work, working your fingers to the bone trying to trying to get something started, and going out and you know going and renting that truck and driving down there and picking up that whole picking those booths up and having to go pick a load of fitness equipment up or you said unloading trucks to weights. People have no and, idea. <laughs> and I was thinking about those. I mean, I've I've done that. But I've heard those stories a lot too from people over the years. It just seemed like, you know, parking a block down from the. I remember uh, David Reed used to tell me about when he worked at uh, Fitness Depot when he was he was a teenager. He's in high school at the time, but he he said they'd have to park. The truck couldn't get behind the shopping center, so it was like a block away, and they'd have to break these pallets and walk the weights down like two dumbbells at a time, or put them on a hand truck and roll them down, and it would take hours in the middle of the summer just pouring sweat unloading these trucks, you know. And I, I, I have stories like that, but I don't, I don't have, maybe it's because I was a lot younger and I don't remember it being a grinding, grueling effort. Yeah, I mean, but all of this stuff, if, if, uh, for the folks listening that, that aren't really aware, um, uh, you know, it's, it's not super glamorous sometimes behind the scenes uh, at, at, in, a, in a fitness category uh, store. There's some hard work. Everything's big. Everything's heavy. Everything's awkward. It's hot or rainy or whatever it is, and even getting, uh, you know, weight shipments. On you know, we carry new product, right? We as well. We carry dumbbells and three hundred pound weight sets and bars and curl bars and hex bars and and benches and power racks and you know that stuff's got to unload itself. And and we've never had the luxury of having a, uh, you know, a. A, a lift or a loading dock. So in the early days, um, you weren't getting a lift gate on a truck very often. No, not really. Um, and uh, so we would get, I mean, before we opened, uh, I got a 39,000 pound weight shipment. Think about that, 39,000 pounds. And uh, so we, uh, 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 my first hire, a uh, guy named Eddie, greatest guy on the planet, uh, um, he, uh, uh, him and I, and uh, my father, really? and uh, uh, Frank Machuga. Uh, anyway, so we unloaded that whole thing, and uh, you know, it was just, uh, 
that's just what you do. There was no other option. You want to get it off the truck, get in the back room, and you know, sweating and ripped shirt and. Uh, and one of the comments you get from people sometimes when they see you doing that, a customer says, uh, you know, "Looks like you don't need to work out." And they're technically right at that at that moment in time. They're probably right. You're getting plenty of workouts and thirty nine thousand pounds. But but really, just the opposite. Yeah, I have to work out more consistently yeah. so I don't injure myself. Yeah. No. No. Well, when you're when you're when you're actually into exercising and, and that's your part of your life, then you don't you don't look at it like that. But but, yeah. but I understand why they think that. You know. Well, and just like uh, you know, unloading these trucks or getting something from the super show or whatever. It's if when you're into it yeah it, it is work but it's it's not like work sometimes so it's not too bad back <laughs> um do you remember frank machuga no, i don't remember frank. uh you know, long long time buddy he used to uh, own the uh, um played again in uh, east cobb oh okay oh yeah, yeah okay and uh he, he first turned me on to, to bob over at fitness depot and and uh, really set set the stage of you know just how to operate. Really, it was a good learn, learning experience. But him and I, when the the Health Rider, do you remember the Health Rider? Of course you do, right? Yeah, I just saw a couple up in the front of the store a minute ago. Yeah, I still think that's a decent machine. It is. You know they make it again. Really? Uh, yeah. Tony Little's got a version of it now. <laughs> but but it's just it's just it, it's it's it, it was man they were popular. Wow. So so Frank and I bought two thousand of those. 2,000 of them. Yes. And uh, so unloading those are 54 pounds a piece. So it comes up 108,000 pounds. It came on three semis. So two, uh, well, all 53 foot semis. But uh, I made the, you order again. 2,000. 2,000. Hello. Think of that. Uh, uh, rider. Or, wow. That's, that's, that's a lot of machines. Yeah. So, so a lot of machines. <laughs> Yeah, so him and I, by those straps, 54 pounds a piece, my back was jacked up for, for years, seriously. And, uh, and it, it, because of that, it really forced me into a lifetime of fitness after like pinching a nerve in my neck, you know, and it probably started from that. But think about it. So, so 2,000 of those, the first two trucks had 700 a piece in there, and then the third truck had 600 units. And I'm so proud of myself, man. I, I, uh, I uh, convinced the roadway terminal to let me store all of those units in their trucks on their property for free. Really? And in exchange for, and what I would do at the time is broadcast fax, uh, like an order form to all the plate agains around the country. We're in every state, there's a few hundred locations. And uh, so then I'd, you know, I'd get a fax back or call back. I want 12 to this store in Enid, Oklahoma, or eight here to Chicago, or six to Indiana, or to, Temecula, California, wherever, and, and so Frank and I would, would, you know, leave our stores midday with a handful of orders. We'd call Roadway. They'd back the truck up to the terminal. We'd unload off of there the the several pallets of the shipments that would go on that day. Shrink wrap it, you know, just filthy road uh, trucking terminal, you know, and uh, and uh, then they then Roadway would get all the outbound freight. I see. You negotiated a deal with them, and and so it was, it was free storage. Good. And it was yeah. great for them. And they, 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 we ripped through, you know, 2,000 units that they shipped out, you know, eight at a time or whatever. So, uh, you know, everybody wanted, like I said, I was real, real proud of myself with that. But, you know, we've had days like that, unloading, unloading. I've, you've unloaded weight shipments, right, a million times. Yeah. yeah we, like you said a minute ago, when you get a small business, whether it's a specialty fitness or it's a play against sports business, you have to, you have to wear a lot of hats. 
and uh, you know working working you know six seven days a week sometimes you got to you know the old the old fitness days guys would sell the equipment during the day and then they would load their pickup truck up and take it and deliver it after work yeah you know? so you close the store at seven o'clock and go knock out a treadmill or delivery after work uh, because that's the way you had to do it to make the business survive you know yeah. Uh, I, mean, I still stop off at the warehouse before work in the morning almost every day uh, and pick, pick, something, up, pick up, yeah. something up for the store or a customer wants to see something. But yeah, hey, um, I know that you, uh, but I, I had a question for you actually. Yeah. So, uh, changing the direction of the conversation. Yeah, but good. Let's do it. Do you, do you, how do you think things? So, I was thinking that I'd say, so people, people uh, used to you know, pick the phone book up. I'm speaking about specialty fitness, but it, it, you, know, you sell a lot of fitness equipment. After all, this is played against sports and fitness equipment. Right, yeah. I read the sign in the front. Yeah. But it if costs you costs uh, a lot of money. But that sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's but it's true. Uh, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, to pump you up, but you've heard me say this to, to you, and I've emailed to customers, forward things to you with this. I, I believe that that all played against sports aren't always 100. percent They don't have the same product selection. Some people have maybe a little more golf or a little more tennis, but you guys have a large selection of everything but a really really substantial high quality fitness area that i think is better than some of the other locations i've been to you know and that's yeah. it again i'm not comparing putting in sports but being that i'm a fitness guy yeah you know a few of the ones i've stopped have a have a smattering of odds and ends but you have everything from entry level uh, but all the way up and all the stuff seems to be good quality stuff you know but I was going to ask you, so people people used to walk in, they, they, they'd call on the, from the phone book, they'd say, I saw you in the phone book, and I, and I noticed you carried fitness equipment, I want to come in and look at treadmills. Yeah. And they'd come in, and they, they didn't have a lot of knowledge, you know, they were starting from scratch, and you educated them from stage one. Especially in the early days, there wasn't a lot of choices out there, so they, but it I feel, was I, new. I feel that's changed, though, you know, a lot. And, and I mean, besides the fact that nobody, no younger person even knows what a phone book is I don't think <laughs> how do you think how do you think it's changed like I, I, and what, what I'm getting at and I'm not putting words in your mouth but a lot of people seem to already have the research done they've already done their their version of knowledge building and what they've Google searched and stuff how do you think this affected the business a little bit um, or how's it changed the industry or should I say or the Maybe not affect it in a bad way, but just how do you think it's changed the dynamic of the business? Yeah, well, it uh, it's brought pricing down. I think so across the board. Just more um, competition. Yeah, there's just, yeah. just just there's always something out there somewhere that's you know someone's dumping right. So, um, you know, uh, they're going to compare pricing for sure. So you know, out of the gate, that's 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 a it's a big determiner for people. And I think uh, uh, you know, on the ones that, that we win win over on the particular sale, uh, and I, I it really it really um, forces everybody to do more yeah. to to win that business. And uh, and really I think once you know, once once we realize that uh, you know anyone's sale is not going to make or break anybody on anything. That's uh, really about the relationship building, and uh, so our our hopes are to, to to keep people interested in 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 coming out to to see us uh, right. because it's a it's an experience, and we want to make it an experience and a fun fun time for someone and and a, give them a wow factor when they come in here, you know. They, you know, a, a young person coming in, like, holy cow, right. 
look at what these guys have and 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 it so you know forces us to you know keep our knowledge up and we learn a lot from customers i mean i learned so much right out of the gate from 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 you you know and i've i've picked your brain on lifting techniques and things as i've tried to educate myself over the years and and deal with you know getting older and aches and pains and how to how to stay in the you know in the stay working out so i can do the things i like to do but yeah the industry I don't I don't understand it sometimes it, 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 because it has changed and there's there used to be so many fitness stores and and really now they're not but at the same time you know they're they're still needed because you know a when you buy something locally where whoever you buy it from I mean those those local taxes are going to, to pay for the roads and the schools and house values and things like that the old brick and mortar store yeah, yeah that's true. and and uh, you know the ones that are doing the right things are, 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 are thriving, um, and the ones that maybe weren't, and maybe that's it's part of the, the hurricane that rips through. You know that being the internet, and there's no one thing on the internet that's so so amazing, no, but the, it's just well, just, the, just the, more people. The, the internet's pieces. had good and bad yeah. implications. It's 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 very different, and it, it's 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 you know we're we're, we're both both veterans in the in these businesses, so. We've had to really adapt, you know. We, I think, the, I think the shopping process has changed radically. Uh, and uh, but but I was and speaking about fitness equipment. I've seen recently, but I've, I've known this to be true. But I've seen it a lot more recently. People who are buying things online, sight unseen. Because you're talking about fitness equipment, that's like buying something that you're going to be on. You're going to put your body on it. You're going to exercise. Yeah. And of course, uh, my belief in fitness equipment. If somebody said, "What do you think the most?" You know, you get these people. What do you think the best piece of equipment for me is? And we know the answer to that is the. I know you know the answer. I know that the the answer that any person has done this for any amount of time would say is the piece she'll use. Yeah. So what do you think the best piece of fitness equipment for me is? The piece she'll get on and use. How, what do you burn the most calories on? The thing that you use on a regular basis to burn the most calories to get in the uh, calories in versus calories out. You, you burn more calories and you you lose weight. You get in shape. Real simple formula, but on the internet sometimes when you type stuff in and you say, you know, you see the newest fad, the newest, you know, quick hit, you buy it. I see, I've seen a lot of people recently who get it home, they try it, they don't like it, and they and they they they're coming in my store saying, hey, I should I should I should have tried this. I should have tried what I got before. Either the quality wasn't there. And it was just not, or just biomechanically didn't fit their body. Biomechanically, that's the real deal. And Does so, it fit me? Everyone's built differently. So I have a quote written down that I actually put in front of me. It's one I, I like. is It's the try before you buy. You got to try before you buy it. And so, you know, something like played against sports, you can come in here and uh, you can try, you can try the equipment. You can get on the, you know, get on the, a variety of items at a variety of price points. Of course, I also believe that pre-owned is, is clearly a major major growing business in fitness equipment it's people um, people people you know they're, they're not necessarily buying a status symbol and not driving around to show, show their car off they want a piece of equipment they can get better quality for less money if they can get a pre-owned piece so but the beauty the beauty of something like that is they can come in here and they can try it physically get on that bike and put their rear end on the seat of the recumbent bike and make sure it's comfortable make sure it's the lower back doesn't feel in a bad position because again all these things that are strength training, cardio, 
you know, you're going to burn you know 500 calories in 30 minutes. All these touting of fantastic numbers on the internet sound great, but are you actually going to use it? And and that's that's a thing that the internet can't provide somebody. Unfortunately, I don't think. Well, but you know that really works in our favor too because uh, the more people buying stuff sight unseen, the more unhappy customers are going to be right. and the more stuff that ultimately gets funneled through the store because yeah. it might not, not have worked for them but the other person who does come in here and try it it might totally work for them you know and then they're going to get a half the price or whatever and not to mention i mean a lot of stores are, are uh, have similar things but you know we have a 30-day full money back refund on right. like i say cardio for example uh, we warrant every one of them for a minimum of 90 days. So if you have a problem, it usually happens right away. Well, you know, call us. We'll come deal with it, you know. And then we have a guaranteed buyback program, too. Yeah, that's the part that I think that's pretty unique to, to your yeah. business, too. So, yeah, so if, not, they the, if they bought a piece, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, it wasn't for them. They can, you can, yeah. they can so try to So if you, if you change your mind within six months, we'll buy it back at 60% of what you paid for it. If you change your mind within a year, we'll buy back at 50% of what you paid. I don't think anybody else is doing that out there. So, so yeah, there's some other plate agains that, that do it that I, uh, um, um, you know, talk to, and they, they advise me. Some, some dude in California does a good business and got a good good fitness store, and and uh, it's really great because it, it puts people at ease and because it is fair, right? And uh, and you know, yeah, heck, fair. you might be you might be rehabbing something and. And even though I'm personally a believer that you do this stuff for life, but a lot of people come in, oh, I only need it for 90 days or whatever, because the doctor says, you know, like, well, it's against my internal beliefs, but okay, if that's what you need, well, then the option of the buyback program is huge. Um, or if you want to change something out at, at, at the end of a year, just get something different, or you're, you're moving or downsize, or you didn't use it for whatever reason, you're not getting totally burnt. And uh, it's, so, really, it's really pretty awesome. It's pretty yeah, awesome, awesome it's, it's been well obviously. well received, and, and uh, uh, we like it. Customers like it, and uh, um, yeah, we're just trying to trying to keep everybody working out. And you know, you mentioned like some of those apps and things. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of that is for the better. You know, uh, we've talked about like P90X and things like that. I'm such a fan of those for for me, the common man. You know. Uh, um, you know, if you're not some Olympian, is it, it teaches you? Is it, it's teaching you what to do? It's, or is it motivating you? What do you think the reason that they're the, what, all what, of those? What, yeah, yeah. So, so it's a program, you know, put together by trainers. As there's millions of them out there, right? But they're basically, you know, well thought out. Someone took the time to, to let's let's build a, a great, you know, workout program. You know, so there's there's no one perfect program. They're all good, but. You find whatever one that works for you, and the and the or switch them up occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to because I get bored with them. But, um, but they've got a lot of variety anyway. So it's like every day you're doing something. Oh my gosh, every day. Yeah, yeah. Every day you get to exercise, and uh, so P90X. It's a 90-day workout program, right? And one day you're you know lifting weights, working your back and buys, and so your push-ups, pull-ups, and whatever, and and uh, chest and, and back, and and the next day you're you're kind of doing this a little agility kind of hopping around strengthening the sides of your knees and things like that and you're you know making you more sure-footed and land more safely and and uh and then the next day you might do you know you know arms and shoulders or whatever and then and then the next day you're doing yoga toughest thing i've ever done but the most important thing i've ever done for myself um and truly helpful in all other aspects of my life and then the next day you're doing uh, whatever uh, legs and then then you're doing the a kickboxing 
shadow kind of boxing deal. And, and then the next day you're, you're stretching for an hour. And you just kind of repeat this for, for 90 days. It's, it's, it's a pretty complete approach to health. But being old school, you know, you get guys like uh, me and you and our, you know, yeah. 40, 46-year-old guy. And you get guys that are, you know, been doing this for a lot of years. Um, and it's, it's, it's and, a, and a, I'm not the most technologically advanced guy. So I was a little resistant to it at first. And we've had to, we've had to really embrace it. And I, I've spent a lot of time in the last year uh, learning, uh, you know, casting things on, you know, using Apple TV and casting things on the TV. And, and the more I do it, I realize that I, you know, that even though I was a little closed minded because I've just, I'm living in the past sometimes. Well, but you, you weren't is, not working out. Some people uh, needed to just give them guidance. No, it wasn't. Know? I mean, I have a different, I have a different perspective altogether. I mean, in my yeah. own personal life, I've done You're a power know, lifter. competitive powerlifting competitions for, for all my life. Yeah. So I have my own kinds of workouts, but I, but I realized that most people, they didn't make a career out of fitness. They're they're you know, they're doing accounting. They own a business. They're doing something in finance. Whatever they're doing, they they don't have the first clue where to start. So for them, it's a, they're they're completely at a loss. So this is a fantastic thing for them. I mean, I was looking at one the other day for rowing. Rowing rowing had the City Row Go app. It's nice. you know it's, it's you can you can incorporate body weight movements uh, if you choose to. If you don't, you don't pick that pick that video. You can incorporate weights. Uh, or you can just do straight rowing, and they do. They, it's a rowing thing. Get off, do some ab work, do some floor work, do some stretching, jump back on. It's it's a really, and I mean, I looked at it and I said, wow, this is really really cool for the customer who looks at a rowing machine as a as a great workout. I mean, it does a lot of eighty five percent of the muscles in your body, but it's kind of monotonous sometimes for the person. You're like, but ten minutes into it, you're kind of getting a little bit yeah, bored. Really. Now, you, now you have these workout routines like this. That you put on your tablet or you put on your TV, and and you can buy any rower. You can you can you can do any rower you want. You can buy a, a entry level rower. You can buy a one like you see in the gym. It doesn't really matter as long as you have a rower and an app. Yeah. So 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 even though I was resistant to it, uh, I've realized now that a it's not going. That's the direction it's, the world's going, and that's the way people people want. They want education. They want knowledge, and they the internet opens a whole other avenue of knowledge so this is huge for fitness to me that's it's you know. it's innovative yeah so so other other uh, innovations along the way you know um that's a that's a big change but uh different equipments from the early days what's changed the most uh, that you see uh, product wise well first of all i i'm again i'm kind of i'm kind of traditional and i i know uh, there's not a lot if you really get an overview, there's not a lot changing in the world of fitness. I mean, we talked about the apps and the technology, but if you really look at it, I mean, the old standbys are the old standbys, you know, treadmills, ellipticals, exercise bikes. I mean, obviously spin bikes have made a huge push in recent years again, yeah. rowing machines, stuff like this. There's been some pretty oddball pieces over the years that have come out, yeah. though. Um, we see them. Yeah, we see them for sure. Uh, I bet you, you see them a lot because you probably people bringing, bringing them in sometimes uh, and, and, and uh, you see them, you know, pre-owned versions, but... Uh, do you think, uh, I was thinking about something earlier, but the um, you always have a lot of real cool um, conversation pieces in here. Like, uh, I don't know if anybody knows what the exercycle is. I know you know what the exercise cycle is, the exercycle, but uh, if anybody's ever seen the movie 16 Candles, <laughs> they probably know what the exercycle is because the, uh, what was the guy, Long Duck Dong? Was Long Duck Dong. And he had, and he had that, uh, the girl that they were, they she were was like this, seven feet tall or whatever. Yeah, she was a, a, a larger, uh, 
boned woman. Like Amazon, uh, Amazonian. But they, you, woman. they were on it together, and it was a, it's, a, it's a motorized yeah. thing. Yeah, we've got but, one up front. I know, and then, then you know, people, people talk a lot about the fat shakers. How long did they make those for? They made them? The extra cycle? The late 90s? Yeah, strangely enough, they, they were, you look at it because it has that big cast iron frame or whatever. It, it, it appears to be something that's kind of old. But I believe that company stayed in business up until not that long ago. Yeah. And it was developed by a doctor for his wife who had, I think she had rheumatoid arthritis or something, where she couldn't really, um, she wasn't very mobile, and it helped move her motorized. You could change the speed. Yeah, it's a motorized exercise bike, what he's talking about. And, it, and it's like, a, golly, in addition to moving the pedals, uh, the, the whole thing is like a, like a health rider. It's like and it had a of, tractor seat on it. It was interesting. Right. But, um. But I was thinking about some stuff when I was when I was riding over here because we did some weird stuff I've seen that have kind of had short-lived lives. But you know, a lot of people don't realize that probably one of the last innovations that actually that stuck was the pre, was the elliptical, the elliptical machine in 1995. Uh, Precore, or yeah. Precore invented the elliptical in 1995, and um, and then of course uh, I was a story from uh, Phil, the owner of Premier Fitness Sources, told me yesterday when he was working at Bally's in 1995. Didn't anyone they, have to pay them royalties for, for a long time pre-core? Um, Anybody make an elliptical? Yeah, there was there was they, they, well they had so many things patented. As the patents have fallen off, less and less has that been the case. Sure, but yeah. but they had something like it was some number of patents, like fifty patents or something on various things. But Phil was telling me when he worked at Bally's, they put the first pre-core ellipticals in in the mid nineties. They were like some of the first ones to have it. I don't know if you know this or not, you probably remember. But the very first pre-cores were called transports. It was called the Precore Transport, and uh, they, they, that name they stopped using it. But but anyway, he put them in ballets, and nobody was using them. So the club said everybody who works here has to get on it every day for at least five minutes. So so they'd see people on it, you know. Yeah. And so people started asking questions. The next thing you know, within about two weeks, he said they made a new rule: no employee can use the Precore elliptical because they had sign-up lists, and people wanted to be on it so much. Because it was essentially walking with no impact, and yeah. it was it was about the perfect motion. So, very rarely does something like that come along. I mean, like I said, there's there's you see interesting things. Like for example, I was thinking this morning about the thorough tread. This guy <laughs> invented a machine called the thorough tread. It was a treadmill, but the arm on the treadmill in the front of you moved back and forth like you're you actually walk backwards like you're pulling a sled. <laughs> so you're actually walking backward. The treadmill's moving opposite direction. And you're pulling so it's the a handle. quad workout. It's a combination of a treadmill and a sled pull. I think it worked like a regular treadmill too. It even had a weight built into slower it. Slower so pace, could, I imagine. Yeah. Slower pace, and it had a, had a weight resistance mechanism that had a that would go higher or lower in weight if you want to pull more weight with your sled. Didn't last real long. <laughs> but uh, there's been some weird stuff like that. I mean, uh, things that aren't real exciting, but. But there's been some fantastic innovation. It's something I know that if you have here, it doesn't last more than about a day, is the Pro Spot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a weight machine. It was too bad. It, it just didn't stick. Cause, uh, yep. He's talking about a, a Smith machine, essentially, but uh, it's on free-floating cables. And um, so, you know, Smith machines are great. Um, it allows you to do some things a little more safely, maybe, especially working out by yourself. You can kind of roll your hands and 
the bar locks on them so you can crawl out from under and say if you're benching or something and you can't lift quite a bit. So safe, yes. Yeah, no, the trade-off is though it's it's fixed on a plane. You don't get the stabilizing muscles of using free weight with a barbell or a dumbbell or something like that. So the pro spot, that barbell hangs basically from cables. And so it's totally free, free floating, totally yeah. And it's got an electrical sensor in there. So when you when you grip it with both hands, you could it releases the, the lock on it. A little sawtooth, you know, blade or what a circle, uh, like a circular saw, almost a sawtooth thing that would catch for you. But it releases that, and then you can free bench press or squat or whatever, and, and even do lunges with the bar bicep on your shoulders. Yeah. Bicep curls, bicep curls, right? Yeah, it's, stuff it's, that's not on a fixed plane. It's not linear at all, so it's a. Uh, it was a great invention. The guy, um, the guy who invented it, had actually been stuck under a bar when he was a, a younger guy, and he. He was doing some reps, and he's by himself, and he got stuck under the bar, and he had to wait like an hour with the bar across his chest to make him up. So he made this lifelong commitment. Yeah, no, it's true. And he made this lifelong commitment. And and in his showroom, he had versions. He had things with big, big overhead pulley systems and come-alongs. And he he just kept trying to – and the final technology was he went to Georgia Tech, actually, and hired hired a firm to – some uh, electrical engineers to come up with the touch touch technology, which was – the same thing you use with those touch lights when you tap the light and it comes comes on and they use that on the bar and you now have a free bar just completely hanging and you can do anything you want in the bar just like a regular free bar but yeah. you let go of it and the bar stops so again why are we talking about the pro spot it was a really cool machine and if you ever you know, when you come into playing a sport you see a pro spot now and then those are they don't last very long because they true. were really really good uh, machines so you see things like that that kind of come and go that that very well could have stayed uh, at the company. It wasn't the product that, that caused the company to fail. Yeah, you it's, see that a lot. There's all kinds of uh, companies that had good product. You mentioned DP. DP put us on the map as far as being in the fitness business. Yeah. I remember the uh, the Roswell store owner, the original Roswell played against sports store owner. Um, uh, he said, hey, if Ricky Tharp comes by, He's got good deals on treadmills. And so he was buying, he lived in Opelika, Alabama, where the diversified products plant, the DP warehouse was for, you know, you know big Lots fitness, fitness equipment manufacturer, importer, you know. And uh, and so, you know, Ricky Ricky pulled by one day and, and uh, I bought two or four the first time and then immediately ordered 30 treadmills from him. And uh, no joke, it got up to the point where we were buying a hundred treadmills at a time. Also good for your pinched nerve in your back. Yeah, right. And uh, and we had four semi containers out back, and um, and we'd put all the all the treadmills in there, and they were most of them were Sears returns, and uh, you know the oh, the DP Pathmaster, the DP Tranium. Uh, you sold a lot of those training. Some of the Vitamaster products. The Vitamasters were good. They're like it looked like an old trim line. We have yeah. a trim line up no, there now. Looks Vita, just Vita like Master. Roadmaster, Vitamaster, yeah. yep, same company. And all the different, yeah, some of those Roadmaster, real wide ones, and yeah. they're heavy duty. Yeah, legit good treadmills, and we we really had very few problems with them. Um, but we buy them as, as as Sears returns, and we'd sell them at whatever three ninety nine. Sports Authority would have them at five ninety nine. Sears would have them at seven ninety nine, and and we just killed it. And uh, most of the time, it was just a loose wire or, or nothing wrong at all, you know. And I, I had a guy uh, that worked here, and, and I paid him 25 bucks a treadmill to, to get him ready to sell. Okay. You know, and uh, 
And so, you know, most of them, he was gravy trained because it didn't need anything. You move a little speed sensor or something. It's like, that one's good. I got five more, you know, like, nice. uh, but then he'd run into some, some, they'd have to switch out parts and stuff. Still no big deal. Cause it was just being a part swapper. Um, and we provided warranties, everything when it was done, but, uh, he had them all, well, not all, but he had 20 or 25 treadmills scattered across the back parking lot. Really? And we had an extension cord coming out of the back door. And it just so happened that, you know, the owner of the property, the landlord rolled by at that time and, you know, about blew a gasket, you know? And so they made me get rid of all my storage containers. And, uh, um, at that time we, we used a vacant, and then, then they rented us real cheaply a, a vacant space within the strip mall. So we just put all the stuff in there. And that, that's, the that's a good example of, I think what makes play against sports special is you can get a product that was seven, eight ninety nine, you can get it for three ninety nine. That's pretty much brand new with a warranty. Yeah. Uh, you can get something that's, uh, you can get a really good deal on something. You know, I was thinking too, you know, if you come in here, you see something like maybe not dp anymore it's been a couple years but you'll see something that was you know pretty you know pretty pretty good quality of, you know three years ago something that was a, maybe it's three years old but it's got virtually no use on it but i was thinking about that that's changed too if you, a lot of the stuff you see on the internet and going back to the internet again or stuff you see at some of these big box stores right now currently it, it, it does eat at me just a little bit sometimes because you think about dp you think about the vita master you're talking about and they kind of didn't always look very robust. They looked kind of cheap, and it looked they looked you look at them and say, "Hey, that doesn't look." It wasn't like a wow factor, but man, they held up. Yes, you know. But unfortunately, these companies I feel in modern day, uh, especially more like in the last you know six months or year, or two or three years, um, have uh, kind of gone with the smoke and mirrors approach. They they've taken speakers, a fan, but they've and... taken the money to put that stuff on out of the drivetrain. Yeah, I mean, if not, the price goes up. I mean, they're trying to keep right. the price still realistic. Sure, they have to. Yeah. So they 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 figured out that a lot of people don't necessarily know what to look for under the cover. They don't know about decks and belts and rollers and motors and circuit boards necessarily. Uh, you don't know what a good lower board microprocessor necessarily is on a treadmill, but you do know that hey, honey, look, it's got the Bluetooth speakers, or hey, honey, look, it's got it's got a, a, a touchscreen, you know, something. And so they figured out that, and so I might sometimes what I kind of joke about is that there's almost like it's opposite world in fitness equipment in some cases these days where the cheaper stuff looks awesome and the more basic stuff looks pretty plain Jane and not real fancy. But, but you know, again, I, I come in here and I see that you've handpicked a lot of stuff that's, uh, that's, that's, that's not that you got, you got stuff, you got the better stuff that's. Um, well, we'll carry all price points. It just yeah. we try to price well, no, yeah, the, the prices yeah. are really, I mean, like really, really like a large spread of all different prices. But, yeah. but you know, you go to these big box stores, you buy something again, sight unseen online, and a lot of times you're getting a lot of show and all that. Let's go. Well, I mean, you're right about that. There's yeah. a there's a there's a, a big box realtor, uh, retailer in town. I won't mention their name, but uh, there's a product that, that that we carried, and they had um, the 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 same company made it um with a different bumper sticker that uh, they carried and uh, we were 8.99 it was elliptical it actually had a bigger flywheel everything else was exactly the same just different color everything but they uh the one we carried had a bigger flywheel we carried 8.99 they carried it hey it's two thousand dollars fifty percent off now only 9.99 and uh, they actually lost a lawsuit on like a half million dollar lawsuit 
for you know whatever false advertisement or you know because it was never a two thousand dollar product yes yeah, that's, that's, that's you see a, yeah. yeah i think you see a lot of that online because you know if someone if, if you know some of us has looked online looked at a few a few things and done you know even an hour or two's worth of homework and then you, you just sometimes you get tired of searching so i'll just buy this one and uh and it, it might be still be okay i'm not trying to badmouth it but it, it might not be the very best product and at least if you got somebody uh locally again whoever it is it, it you can get a little more for your money and bang for the buck that other than just price yeah you, you get your education online in fact i've heard before i used to hear nine out of ten i believe it's now ten out of ten people that, that begin their shopping process just like you or i would do for anything we're going to buy yeah. uh you're going to probably get online you're going to google it you're going to get some knowledge building you know take 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 everything with a grain of salt but learn the best you can but then come in and see a few things try them make sure that and talk to somebody who services and, and, and them. somebody who service them and, and has a general knowledge about what they're talking about what do you think about now so, so you, you have a played again sports uh store uh and you deal with pre-owned items but what is your feeling on the word i i i, I I know a lot most stuff that I think you carry is either things like you just mentioned, like maybe like a unit that was new that had a wire that was changed out or something. It's still new, uh, something like this, you know, still a brand new product. Uh, or you buy something from an individual that had it in his home. That's probably more common. People, people didn't use it much or something like this. But what are your feelings on the refurbished? And I'm thinking about uh, refurbished glad, commercial sales. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I had this conversation. Well, I have strong views on it too. That's why. Yeah. I well, it. I mean, um, it's not just with fitness equipment. I use it with you know air conditioning units or whatever, and that word refurbished gets thrown around very liberally. Right. Um, in fact, if you look at the source, I'm cutting you off, but I, I, I had fun one day. I opened up a thesaurus and looked up. Uh, refurbished, rebuilt, remanufactured, reconditioned, and I'll go ahead and add in fitness equipment, wiped down, uh, maybe cleaned with a rag. It, they yeah. kind of all mean the same sometimes, but go ahead. I'm well, sorry. people, yeah, people, people, and companies and market, you know, you can go right now, it'll, it'll refurbished, whatever, and uh, refurbished means like remanufactured. You're basically taking every bolt off of that thing. And then reassembling every bolt yeah, on that and, thing. And, and, and these people that are doing this business, which I feel is very unscrupulous it, for the most part, uh, that business, uh, uh, they are not doing that. Oh, dude, I, I, listen, we've done that with a couple items. And it, it uh, you know, Stairmasters back in the day, when, when Stairmasters uh, were still very hot. They were um, very popular. Yeah, um, so we used to sell them, you know, very well. And they'd come in and, and uh, you know, they'd be rusty and whatever. And we'd, you know, not even do anything to them. And someone would buy them as fast as we'd get them in. And then we're like, oh, let's start making it a little nicer. So then we're, we're kind of wiping it down a little bit more. And then, and then, and then you know, sanding off some of the rust from the, on the bottom where the sweat comes down. And, and, then, and then even getting a can of spray paint and kind of touching up the, the exposed parts as if I was putting it in my own home. and make it look a little nicer, right? And, and uh and so, which is truly refurbished, but yeah. Well, well, not. I or mean, close to it, it, it's it's close to it. But then eventually we kept um, going further, and we take parts off. Oh, eventually okay. we took all the parts off, so took them over, had them yeah. sand the you, the base, the frame sandblasted, repowder coated, reinstalled all the parts. New parts were necessary. That's 
remanufactured yeah, that, that's, or that's, refurbished. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New the, chains and the, stuff. The, like the rest is just it's just a used piece, and that doesn't mean it's bad. Heck, usually it's fine, especially on a commercial piece, because if it can handle 18 hours a day, and if you, the key is getting to try it first. If you try it and it still feels pretty good, well, it's, well then, it's, 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 then it's, one it's more a, family is not going to put a be a blip on the screen to what but, that but, they can handle. Other 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 things to consider in that world, and I. And I, I probably could be told by my demeanor that I don't think too highly of the of the yeah. of that industry uh, it seems like there's more and more of that popping up uh, and, and and not to be surprising that they change their names about every six months too they, they don't stay in the same company yeah. these guys will go pick up 10 treadmills out of a gym and uh, I actually know a guy who picked up 20 treadmills life fitness treadmills out of a gym in Florida he paid 500 hours a piece for them yeah he did absolutely nothing to him except he put he, he put wax under the belt, yeah, and he cleaned them thoroughly. I mean, he took a toothbrush and cleaned the sweat out of them. Now, why did the gym get rid of them? Because gyms don't get rid of equipment because they just decide they want a new equipment. They usually get rid of it because it's reached its final life. It's got gyms don't make money buying new equipment. They make money selling memberships and keeping yeah. the stuff they got. So, the guy bought some pretty ragged out treadmills. Didn't do anything to him. Sold them for two thousand dollars a piece. And, uh, you know, the guy made $1,500 a piece on the treadmills. Yeah. And he had even three months' warranty, crossed his fingers, and, and, and changed the name of his company and moved on. So that's the kind of guys that make yeah, me Yeah, because those kind of tr products are tricky uh, because, yeah, like that customer buys that, and then all of a sudden they, the, the, you know, according to mileage on the diagnostics or whatever, all of a sudden, and it's kicking out, and next thing you know, you need a belt and a deck. And, oh, if you need a, a circuit board or motor control board. That guy's gone. That's good money after bad right there. I mean, I've put, myself, I've, I've bought whatever, a treadmill, paid 500 bucks for it, and then, okay, whatever, we can sell it for whatever. And then, and then uh, next thing you know, I have to put another 400 in it. And then, okay, gosh, wait, it's still not working. Hey, you know, our service tech will be like, hey, Jay, it needs a, needs another, this other part, it's $600. Now you're like, holy cow, I, I would have just thrown the thing away, you yeah, know. And that's, yeah, but, but you want to make it right because, I mean, push you up. Well, you, you, I'm you, talking you, before it even goes to a customer when, yeah. we're, when we're getting it ready to go. Yeah, and, well, and that's, like, what, that's what I meant. I mean, you, you, yeah. you don't want to sell something in your no, store that's not right. Yeah, because we warrant it. I and, mean, and you're also a brand name. I mean, Play the Game Sports is a, is a, is a, is a you're, not, you're not some guy you know Side in California road. or something that's and that's the other thing is I, I see all the time people buying stuff from a these, these exact places I'm talking about and there are a lot of them are in West Coast for some reason they order it to Georgia they get it shipped over place says they get it that it's not even working the guy says oh you know it's fine just ship it back to us it's, you pay for the shipping so now you got $500 you got to make a decision well I paid a thousand for this thing I, it's not working I got to pay $500 to ship it back or I can just either just take my loss and just throw my hands up, or I can pay somebody to fix it. Yeah. And now you have another five hundred hours in, in part. Yeah. Anyway, very unreputable, very unscrupulous. You stick with a store like this that's got a service history, that's got a warranty, that's got a, a name like Blade Against Sports, especially fitness business like us. If we yeah. sell anything used, and I pride myself on this, we, we do some used business, very very like five percent of our business. But if we do get something used, it's probably a brand that we sell new. It's probably something almost any, well in every case I can think of came out of someone's home that had very low use that we yeah. go, we go through thoroughly. So I just have a real sour feeling in my in this industry about it seems like a great deal I can get this thing that's well, again, seven thousand dollars for six hundred dollars, but you get what you pay for yeah. sometimes. And you and you you 
you brought it up. It's our it's our mindset and culture now. We're all buying more stuff online. I mean, this we have that ROM machine, you know, which you know I love. It's I very cool, very cool. Greatest yeah. machine ever, and cool dude. Uh, um, you know, I was rapping with him a long time, and I was, you know, we were talking about that a little bit, and. Uh, you know, he called and hey, found it for a little bit less online. His wife, you know, she's an engineer and, and that's what she does. And she'll, you know, and, and I'm like, sure, there's always something out there for a little less, but um, those things we mandate, mandate that we deliver them ourselves so nothing gets screwed up. Right. You ship those things on a pallet. I mean, I talked to the manufacturer of them. Something's going to go bad, really? you know, and so those are the, you know the, the the battles that we have to face, and you can't win them all. But uh, I think over time, there'll be a little bit of a of an internet fatigue. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. I'm not sure where we uh, we cut off there, but um, uh, we hit our hour mark. We've been chatting away. We had a couple more questions, then we'll wrap it up. Um, so, <clears throat> John, the, the the health club industry. Not okay. We're in the retail side of it, but uh, you know, health clubs and all these old school big names <clears throat> a lot of them seem to go out of business uh I don't, i'm not sure why is it just people uh you tough to convince people to go out and exercise uh what's the answer and there's some, some yeah, of them are no, cheap no, no. i mean they're 10 bucks a month it's near free you know it seems like everybody in every industry of fitness thinks it's the other side of the industry that's that's affecting their business a little bit, but I think it's just there's so many choices. For example, health club people might say that it's maybe home fitness or something. Maybe it's the apps or something, you know. Yeah. I, I talked to a guy the other day. It was a personal trainer, and he was complaining, saying his personal training business was down. His personal training business was down because of, uh, you know, because people are going to $10 a month health clubs. So, you know, I, I think there's just a lot of choices out there. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of choices, but at one time, if you go back, there wasn't. I mean, when Phil... So it's no one thing. It's just you get the same pie, only more people taking a little sliver out of it. I think so. I mean, Phil, the owner of Premier Fitness Source, was a big manager with Bally's. That was, that's most of, a, lot, a, good, a good part of his career. You know, health club memberships were $1,000. You go you go join Bally's and you'd pay... You'd put $800 down or $1,000 down, and then you'd pay X amount per month. It was a big, it was a big deal. And people joined all the time. But... You know, that, that model didn't work anymore. The world changed. You know, Planet Fitness seems to be doing pretty good because they have $10 a month health clubs, you know. But who knows? I mean, that might, it might be short-lived, too. Who knows, who knows what the next big thing's going to be, you know. Now, it does seem like a lot of the, I use that word, but boutique, you hear people call, up, people call us up sometimes. They say, you know, they're opening up a boutique in Orange Theory Fitness or they're going to do something with, you know, hot yoga combined with um, HIIT training, you know. So it just seems like the, the, the variables constantly change. High intensity change. training, yeah. Yeah, high intensity training is a, it seems to be the, the hot thing now. Everybody wants to do, you know, multiple multiple things and cycle through and do circuit training. and. It's pretty effective. Uh, I've heard good things about Orange Theory. I mean, I really yeah, have. I have, too. I've heard nothing but good. I mean, really, very, very. But it all it all works. Yeah. It works if you buy an exercise bike for your home and you have a – it works if you join a gym and you go. Do jumping jacks. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I mean, you probably could argue that jumping a rope could be... People used to ask me... I've already had this exact same conversation. Early in our, early in our conversation, I've had this exact same dialogue, but I'm going to change a little bit. They say, you know, what do you think the best exercise is? Well, Chris, the one you'd use, right? But a lot of times it's the science of just... Science of exercise. Getting your heart rate up. Elevating your heart rate. Keeping it there. 
you could do that jumping rope. Yeah. Do, doing jumping jacks. And that's free. But most people will never do that. Most people are not going to stay and jump rope for 30 minutes straight. So you have to find something that is interesting. You know, gyms give you great choices. Home equipment gives you great choices. Going to a, a trainer could be good. But yeah, I, I, just, I just think there's a lot more choice. I mean, the answer yeah. to your question that yeah. we've already covered is there's a lot more variables, a lot more different directions to go. Yeah, and someone's got big overhead if they own a gym and only getting $10 a month. <laughs> and you don't see those gyms anymore anyway. Those big gyms that were the you know, the size of a block that had, you yeah. know, I mean, they've all, with very few exceptions, they've all got a lot smaller. Yeah. You know. So what about the early fitness icons? Uh, who, who are your, you have some early like uh, heroes and inspirations of the, of the you know, celebrity style uh, fitness guy? Hmm. I know you give me a hard time about that Olympic plate I got hanging up behind the counter. Yeah. That single yeah. point. Which is funny. I was just telling my dad that story the other day. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad comes in here and buys, uh, he buys golf stuff from, from Jay at Played Against Sports. And um, he's always real impressed that Jay remembers him, remembers his name. I said, well, you know, Jay, Jay, Jay remembers a lot of people. But my dad came in just the other day to buy a golf club. And um, and, and we are talking about this, this weight plate that Jay has hanging on his wall. And he put it up there as kind of a, he likes to have vintage and, you know, things that are kind of interesting, you know, historical things in the, in the, in the store here. And uh, he had this plate, it's a Jack LaLanne uh, Olympic weight plate that's, they don't make anymore. <laughs> well, he had, he had two, and I, he was hanging the one up there one day, maybe a couple years back. It was all we could do to hang it up there. Almost lost an employee over that. Yeah, one. he was holding forty-five pounds over his head, trying to strap it, up, trying to bungee it up into the into the wall into the rafters to make it so he could you know, be real stir, uh, you know, stay up there. And, and I was I was I was freaked out. I said, Jay, what are you gonna do with the other plate? And he said, I don't know. I'm just gonna I'll probably just put it in the back or you know leave it on the rack. And so I came in, a, you know, two weeks later or something, it was gone. The one, <laughs> the one was still on the wall. And I said, Hey man, where, where's that plate? He said, Well, somebody bought it. So all I could visualize was some. 13-year-old kid on a $59 weight bench in his, in his basement doing leg extensions with a Jack LaLanne vintage plate. Yeah. And the other one has been separated from birth forever. So I was kind of... So anyway, it's a stupid story, but that, that's the story he was referring to. Well, it'll. I, I fully believe that plate will make it back home here eventually. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but So the, the guy Jack LaLanne, for you young listeners out there, I mean... Yeah. Quite so, a fitness icon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's a guy. Was this in the '50s, '60s, '70s? I guess. Yeah, no, I think I think absolutely in the '50s. Or, I mean, when he, he died, when he was ninety, he died a few years back at like ninety-nine years old or something. Yeah. So, so th this guy, um, I'm so impressed. We have a little little video playing in our store, and uh, he's got I got like twelve discs disc set, um, and uh, had it autographed. I can't find that either, but. Uh, um, just watching that video, it's you know it was a thirty-minute program and it had ten minutes of commercials, so it's a twenty-minute workout. And you're using your kitchen chair and kind of swinging your leg and dropping down and doing, you know, feet or knee up and backs and all kinds of very simple stuff. But you know what? All of it works if everybody only did that, they'd be just fine, right? And uh, you know, here's a guy who laid out the the template for how to even do these sort of things before anyone even thought about fitness. I mean, you had some other early, early guys, the Joseph Pilates. You've heard of Pilates. I mean, that's a guy in the twenties or thirties or whatever. And, he came up uh, with a system that and, was, was 
it's still being used by everybody. You, realizing that your core is your cornerstone of your whole, all of your fitness. And uh, so just, I'm so always been so inspired by those guys. And of course, uh, you know, the Austrian Oak, <laughs> you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you, see, you, see the, you see those videos around here playing quite often. See, yeah. being that I'm at age 16, started doing competitive weightlifting, you know, to any young boy that, that wants to have big muscles and be really strong, a picture of Bill Kazbier, um goes a long way. Just a monstrous, world's strongest man guy with huge pec muscles and big back and traps and huge shoulders. So, you know, I had I had pictures of Bill Kazmaier all over my walls as a kid. That's awesome. Well, and Joe Weider, if it wasn't for Joe Weider, mentored a lot of people. Putting out of the magazines, you know, he turned us all on to all of that stuff as a child. Same deal. I mean, uh, I didn't, I didn't, you know, ever lift professionally or anything, but, you know, I, I've always been a big part of my life and I believe in exercise and, and I've changed my workouts, you know, 50 times over the last 50 years, you know. Most, most people that work out change their workouts a lot. Cause you have to. You have to adapt. You have You'll to get injured. ideas. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm pretty much the, I'm maybe the, the, not the example of that because I've done heavy squats, bench presses and deadlifts for 30 years, but yeah. I do cardio six days a week. I have to. I, I changed you didn't those do that 20 years ago. No, I didn't do that because you want to live longer. You want to keep your heart healthy. You know, you want to have a, a lower resting heart rate. You want to you want to have a lower percentage of body fat. I mean, these are things you have to change. So everybody that works out is going to need to switch. Is going to, is going to eventually switch things up, learn new things. Adapt. It goes back to there's no wrong answer. Just no, stay not, in, not stay in fitness. Right. There's not as long as you got a general a good approach. Uh, yeah. Maybe 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 some you Safe, know, some, or, or somebody yeah. maybe somebody advise you that knows they're doing or oh for sure that's, I, I, I mean that's the internet too these days of course but getting getting the right advice and the right information so yeah well hey John we've been uh, chatting for well over an hour now yeah. um, and I really appreciate you coming by that was awesome. to the Playmore to the world headquarters of the Playmore podcast yeah. um, so uh, super interesting stuff we could talk and we will. Uh, another hour um, some other day but i know you got to get going but uh, again thank thanks so much for for being around and being good to me well, thanks for the opportunity again i i have all the respect for you and your business and your knowledge of things uh i was really excited to do your podcast because uh, i feel like we're you know peers in this business and you know you you know all this you know all this stuff just like i do so i was excited to talk to you about you know just kind of rack our brains over some of these things and talk about memories from the past so yeah it's important yep thank yeah. you well, we'll do it again all right take care folks see you next time bye all right hey i hope you enjoyed the show again this has been brought to you by played again sports in kennesaw and if you like the play more podcast just please do us a favor uh, subscribe uh, you can rate and review it share it with anyone you think might like it uh, and don't forget you can always email the show at surferj1 at gmail.com that's s-u-r-f-e-r-j-a-y the number one at gmail.com and i'll reply also you can check us out on instagram at pia sports kennesaw uh, so just go take care of yourself and be strong safe less vulnerable and be able to do the things you want to do and play more <laughs>